Hello everyone! Welcome to this episode of the Unrestricted Learning Podcast. My name is Maddie. I'm here to host what we're talking about today and let me jump right into it because this conversation is the conversation. It is a conversation that I've been having on a repeated um, frequent uh, manner and in all honesty it is a conversation I will continue having it is going to show up every place that I, I I show up because it really is it really is the way forward in life. The topic we're going to get into today is yoga. And specifically, I'm going to be phrasing this question of why yoga? Why are we doing yoga? What is yoga? What can, we def- what can we define it as and what can the aspects of this practice bring about in our lives and what really is going on inside of this space that we create and, and partake in. There's so many lovely notes to this, so my mind might circle a little bit um, trying to tell you all of the things because there really is so much to be said about this wonderful um, practice. So without further ado, let me jump into um, what I would uh, depict as my personal experience with something such as uh, uh, personal practice and um, the therapeutic effects and how it has transformed my life, truly. And little old me had no idea, truly, what I was getting into, that even it was a thing that I was getting into. So in my... In my lived experience, I had assumed the practice of yoga in a very casual way where I was showing up very irregularly um, and only really doing maybe 20-30 minutes on my mat where I really needed um, some tension relief or um, a little bit of time to relax or a bit of exercise where I could fit it in in my day. And believe me when I tell you, I never prioritized it. It really wasn't something that I took seriously because I didn't know and and that's something that is an okay thing to say truly we don't know until we know there's not knowing and then there's knowing and it takes experience it takes a little bit of information to come forward and then we can uh, work with it we can move forward with what we've got and what we from what we've understood from what we've got so in inside of me being very casual about how often I was practicing, I really wasn't taking it seriously, nor nor considered what um, what depth would it would create inside of my life. Truly um, and honestly, trying to express to you guys here today that I had no clue, and for the most part, most of us are there. Um, I've had this conversation again many times, and even with my my fellow classmates in my yoga teacher training program, we are all kind of in the same page as well, where yoga was this physical exercise. We were just showing up to get a little bit of activity, stimulate a little bit of breath, and then that was it. And we've all kind of, you know, found a bit of related um, feelings inside of that because, again, we don't know until we know, and that's okay. And, and then we find out slowly, or, or maybe there's a huge epiphany that comes forward, realizing that the practice is something to, um, there is something to remark about it. And yeah, um, 
getting into the idea of the physical practice itself, there's there's so much benefit that I can I could talk about it forever, really, and I probably will, <laughs> like I've said. So for the uh, point of my my conversation in this in this moment is to try and summarize so that you're not here to, to learn every little detail, but mostly to take away that it is something that you might want to do and endeavor in your own practice. Because it's beautiful as, as most activities go, it's usually dependent on another person, but this practice you really can truly do alone. So for me and what I um, had um, discovered and was and was shown, um, you know, and, and presented with was at home videos. Um, many of you might know this lovely community that was created by an individual named Adrienne. She has videos on YouTube. Um, her uh, her series is called Yoga with Adrienne, and she is a wonderful instructor, teacher. She guided me inside of the moments I did show up, and her words were very impactful. She encouraged me to show up on my mat and really find that by doing so, the body would then take care of the rest, which is super cool. And to even talk about that, the intelligence that is then discovered from the body, um, communicating how you're residing in it, how you're moving, where you're holding, where you're gripping, where you're collapsing, um, where you have to find yourself um, to carry on, right? Because it's a continual process, this life thing. You know, the now moment is then the now moment is then the now moment. We don't stop breathing or moving. And yet, outside of my practice, besides practicing, I really wasn't honoring um, those key parts of, of life, right? So to talk about my personal practice, let me uh, connect these dots and state that what yoga is, is this um, defined ability of union. So the practice, actually getting inside of it and, and being with it, you'll then uncover the intelligence of unity, of connection, of connection to what you might ask. And I've had this question asked to me, what are you yogis connecting to? And it was it was a beautiful question asked by a fellow coworker of mine. Um, and she was honestly trying to pinpoint the the, the notion that we seem to connect to something grander, something greater, a power beyond our individual sack of bones here. <laughs> oh man, so there's this um, connection to breath, spirit, body, and mind, and, and how those interplay and intertwine, and how you really can't focus on one without realizing the others are related and uh, interconnected. And that's the coolest part is we constantly are coming back to this idea of unity and oneness that we can talk about it in so many ways that the body is one moving part. It is a whole. You know, we talk about it in, a, in an emotional kind of way that I am whole and, and I don't need anybody else or anything to make me content and happy in my life. And that is a universally um, um, relatable concept and we try to get there we try to feel that that's true for us in in those ways and here is this lovely practice that actually helps us feel that and get there and how else would you do it really there's there's inability to feel gratitude sometimes and there's struggles to feel grounded and all of these reasons um, are very real 
like reality itself causing um, the effect of, of uh, these, these disconnected feelings. And so how do we go forward in recognizing that we have the ability, that the power is within, <laughs> and that I, I cho I'm choosing in this moment to empower myself as well as then articulate it, share the notion, share the idea that, hey friend, you got this, you can do it, let me show you how you can do it. And I've been influenced by wonderful people. I've been impacted by um, fellow humans who are on this journey, recognizing similar um, and um, the same concepts where we're in this together, but we've got to bring our own bring our own bones there, bring our own body there. We got to walk forward and we can't expect anybody else to do it for us, truly. And life will show you that and remind you that and that's okay it's a lesson to learn that you can't rely on another person or to be dependent entirely though we need others and though we need community and social support it's not to say that those things are are separate it really means that by being your own individual and full self fully unified self we can show up in our community and show up for others in a real way so yeah, this notion of unity, this idea, this concept of harnessing energy and, and bringing it together, like the history, the lineage, why are we communicating this idea? What, what, what could possibly be worthwhile to express for thousands and thousands of years? This practice has come from a long lineage of um, individuals from India and it has traveled far and wide and is very much globally um, acknowledged as a health uh, style, a health, healthy lifestyle to participate in yoga. It's, it's in so many studies how it calms us and brings us into the moment and reminds us that the future is the future and the past is the past. And again, those are concepts that we can get into and uncover more and more. And yoga will help us get there because we show up on our mats and because um, there's a presence to guide us or our own hearts to lead us to, through um, our, our movements inside of the physical asana, inside of the practice of um, physical postures. There's this moment we can show up for ourselves and slow down the process, the process of life. Bring in a moment, um, an extended moment where we can slow down and show up on show up on our mats to to shine a flashlight and investigate what's going on inside. Because when do we do that? We don't take that time, and society sure as hell doesn't <laughs> encourage us to do so. We're actually um, encouraged to do the opposite: stay busy, be productive, continually produce, and from that pl that place. We always feel guilty for not doing enough and we feel a sense of, I want to say shame or guilt again because it's so strong inside of myself and others who I've had this conversation with that even taking 20 minutes inside of your own day to sit down and breathe is is too much you're like oh no i couldn't possibly i have this this and this i have to i have to be here and show up for this person and, and i have obligations and we structure our lives that way without realizing what it's doing to our bodies and this practice i have found um, inside of this practice my sense of 
um, pace, to slow down and recognize that it doesn't have to all happen at once. It, life, it doesn't happen at once. It is a process. And this grand idea of a lifelong journey can be broken down inside of this um, moment of yoga. And the moments build and we create a story with it, right? Um, to talk about a little more, there's this idea as well with showing up on our mats that then translates to the off-mat world. And I'm talking about it, of course, back and forth we go in this conversation. But the, the real conversation for me actually started there. I didn't recognize, like I was explaining to everybody here listening today, I didn't recognize what showing up on my mat was. I would do a little bit and, and get a little um, benefit from it in the moment. And then I would continue to walk off my mat and collapse and not breathe, keep my um, breathing in a shallow, um, shallow fashion and uh, really just dismiss the notion that there was anything carrying off or carrying forward, which is not the case, friends, let me tell you. It's very much the opposite that the off mat trans sorry that the on mat translates to the off mat life. What we do and how we move on the mat, we then integrate. We find and feel and discover the nourishment that comes from participating in our own expansion and evolution and growth. And from doing so, we are stronger, we are more flexible. We are more adaptable. We are more resilient. Oh, we slow down. We can breathe. We can express and um, and respond in a in a ease easeful way. And I could talk about this forever because it is real. It is so tangible to see the benefits and to see how doing this, being a part of your own practice, doing this thing called yoga, and and by really being present inside of that moment, it'll ripple through into your own lives. And so I just wanna talk about a little bit, maybe there's some constructs, some ideas around what yoga is um, for, for one's um, identity in a sense. Like, you're like, oh, I couldn't do yoga, I'm not flexible, I'm not, not fit, I'm not young, I'm whatever, not to use that word, sorry here. But you, you, make a reason and stand with it. I couldn't do this practice because. And that's very real for a lot of people. And we approach the conversation with already this resistance to, to open up and to, to, and to dive into what it is. And I just want to touch on that briefly to say that it's okay. No matter where you're starting, we're all starting where we, where we are. We can't go so far ahead of ourselves. And that's something we truly try to do. I am somebody who truly is um, in, in the practice of, you know, normally going into a, a mindset and a brain space of what's next. How can I, how can I think about and prepare for the future? And there's anxieties inside of that because we're not inside of our present moment. We're worrying and structuring reality way over in the future but we're not realizing how our feet are placed the most fundamental and foundational part of our bodies how we then stack up from that you know it's it's so easy to go into these spaces of of objectivity to think about what has just happened and remain there or project so far ahead and to forget that we're still here in this moment and 
Interestingly enough, as much as our minds may want to do this, our bodies don't let us. There's many, um, many cursors and symptoms, you can say, um, for our bodies to let us know that, hey, we're still here presently, come back and deal with what you got to deal with. You know, there's so many people inside of um, this conversation, this life, this place where they're speaking on the pains, the, the difficulties they have, how they're disconnected, how they really feel ungrounded and what that then causes. Again, I've participated, I still am participating in some struggles and strifes of life and that's the reality that we're living in. And how do we make it easier on ourselves? Yoga. Yoga is an answer. Yoga is a way of life, like I've mentioned, and it's undeniable to say that by showing up on your mat, you can then show up in your life. And it, it is one and the same. It really is. And I love that something so simple does encourage uh, a simple life. Within all the complexities of this reality, how can we simplify? How can we make it easy for ourselves? So I have some things I wanted to read out to you, um, the listeners here. Um, my friends, thank you for joining. Truly, this is a conversation that I hope is ringing some bells of um, inspiration. <laughs> so I just wanted to read a little bit about um, why yoga um, from somebody else's words. So I have a book here. Um, I'm just flashing it for those who are listening in a audio version. Awakening the Spine by Vonda Scarabelli. So Vonda does a wonderful job of articulating the whys and the purpose of yoga and, and really what it is, what are her intention and what she's expressing here. Um, as I'm flipping, I, I just want to kind of narrate <laughs> parts of the book. She talks about beauty. She talks about gravity. She talks about um, how to respect the body. And she really does get into so many aspects of, of life and the themes that run through that remind us that life is meant to be lived. And how do we find the ways of doing so? I'm looking for a page specifically. Um, pause for dramatic effect. I thought I marked it. Sorry, friends. Anyways, we will find it. But we'll start with um, this one page. It's titled The Song of the Body. I was looking for the whys, but the song of the body we'll get into. And on the page is this massive wave and a lady bending backwards as if in a, a wave position. It's so cool. So the song of the body, she goes into saying, there is a way of doing yoga poses that we call asanas without the slightest effort. Movement is the song of the body. Yes, the body has its own song from which the movement of dancing arises spontaneously. In other words, the liberation of the upper part of the body, the head, neck, arms, shoulder, and trunk, produced by the acceptance of gravity in the lower part of the body, legs, feet, knees, and hips, is the origin of lightness, and dancing is its expression. The song, if you care to listen to it, is beauty. We could say that it is a part of nature. We sing when we're happy, and the body goes with it like waves in a sea. And she's so poetic. This whole book really is um, artfully done and expresses such depth of, of meaning. 
then again, I've mentioned it doesn't matter who and, and where you are in life. You start where you start. And the whole point is that you can start in every moment. The teachings of Patanjali, um, some guru, um, wonderful being who has depicted and articulated yoga in the practice itself, he talks in, in the sutras about how yoga is now and what that means, the now moment itself. And I'll, I'll read that in a moment, just wanted to talk about um, how to practice. Again, I'm looking for the why in this book. I don't know why I can't find it. I had it marked. But the how to practice, um, she goes into saying, in the beginning, you have to make room for yoga in your daily life and give it the place it deserves. But after some time, yoga itself will pull you up by the hair and make you do it. <laughs> do not let your mind wander during, during your practice, but instead be completely there. Let your practice be short and intense, focusing your attention on one single action where body and brain meet at the same point at the same time. After a lesson, my students sometimes say that they are relaxed in their bodies and tired in their head. This is a good sign. With regular practice, there will, there will be a definite improvement, bringing not only a deeper understanding, but also an increased confidence in the body, in your body. Iyengar used to say, the highest point of yesterday should be the lowest point of today. And that speaks on the practice, the continual dedication, the discipline of, of being with yourself and showing up in a way that is for your transformation, for your evolution, because it is going to evolve your being, and it's undeniable. Anyways, we're going to... Oh, I really wish I could find it, everybody. Um, don't mind me with going on and on and on about looking for this page. I'll talk about the advantages of doing yoga, but in her words, she depicts it beautifully. Here I am rambling on for about 20 minutes now, and she can summarize it in a, in a couple pages the advantages of doing yoga. And may I read it to you? So she says, your everyday activities will improve and become more efficient. You will have less time for use, useless occupations that are constantly in the way, preventing your contact with more essential things. It is like a sieve through which superficial things drop away, leaving only what is essential. You're going to have a better digestion if you do some poses before eating when you are tired. You will need to sleep for fewer hours as your body will be more relaxed during the night. You will gain a few inches, eliminating that curve along the back of your spine and therefore you are going to be a little taller. You will be able to stand for hours without getting tired if you gravitate properly on your heels with the knees straight. And in this idea right there, the fact that we can stand on our heels and stand straight and, and feel comfortable for a long extended period of time. In our day and age, it's very easy to recognize the lean. We'll lean on to something, we'll lean on to one leg. We don't really support ourselves in a, in a postural kind of way. We slump because it takes a lot of effort to stand straight. But it, it shows that by practicing, by doing your yoga, you can stand straight and grow, literally. Right here, it's stated. And by showing up in your practice, you, the individual, will feel it and experience it and understand what that means and continually be, be called to show up on your mat. Carrying on, 
Um, she says, you will be able to improve the poses as there is no end to progress. You are going to straighten yourself if one part of the body is weaker than the other by paying a lot of attention while doing your poses and by continuing this attention throughout the day, you will reach better balance. On mat translates to off mat. You will no longer be a slave to your body as the independence from it, from it is the greatest gift you can receive. Health is freedom. When we are healthy, the body is not in the way. It will be better prepared to react against illness and disease. The presence of the body should not be felt negatively. It is only when it does not work properly or when it is when it is ill that we feel encumbered by its presence. Even when a small part of it is disturbed, like a mild pain in a cut finger or a simple cold that blocks your nose, keeping you busy the whole day with a handkerchief in your hand or a sore throat which makes your voice makes you lose your voice. It heavily reminds you that of its existence and you are obligated to become conscious of it all the time. Yoga is a way of life. It changes you and therefore changes the way you relate to other people and influence your environment. As the sun opens the flowers delicately, unfolding them little by little, so the yoga exercises and breathing open the body during a slow and careful training. When the body is open, the heart is open. There is a transformation in the body's cells. They work in a different way and, and a new growth is possible. What is that binding force that holds the many worlds together and with its intensity also attracts us to each other? Can we call it gravity, energy, love? Dante Alighieri closes his famous poem, La Divina Commedia, with these words. L'amour che move il, il sol et l'autre stelle. Love that moves the sun and, other and the other stars. To reestablish contact with our body is to be in contact with nature, is to be in contact with the cosmos. Balance is restored, space is around us, and that tremendous power arising from the earth is, sorry, arising from the earth in unison with these universal for forces will become part of us. And that's just so beautifully stated, how much the practice translates to the rest of our lives. And it's undeniable. It's definable. We can talk about it literally forever. And the whole key principles are only discovered by practicing. So this whole conversation, why I keep talking about it and, and talking about it and talking about it is because I want you to do yoga, my friends. I want to inspire you to, to choose this practice for yourself and be, be a part of your own journey. Drive the driver's seat, drive in the driver's seat. <laughs> and there's only so many ways that life will offer us such healing and yoga is that way it is the way if i can say and I'm, i just said it so i guess i guess i can <laughs> oh i wish i could find i don't know why i can't there's only so many pages in this book oh well i'm, I'm sure i'll find it as i stumble upon she talks about the miracle of life itself and I would love to talk about how much of a gift life is, and that's a whole conversation in itself. 
But the miracle of life, she talks about um, how the body has its own way of fighting illness, readjusting itself to harmony. Man wants to survive and be well and will find infinite ways to serve his necessities. There are no obstacles to this tremendous urge to live. The body will always discover a way to overcome the difficulties that are an impediment to its existence. To live is one of life's great, greatest miracles. The force of life in nature is so astonishingly strong, one asks how it is possible for a plant, a blade of grass, to grow in a street squeezed and suffocated by heavy asphalt and still find its, its contact with the soil through a tiny little hole from where it meets the earth. And it lives. And it's just, again, what I was just speaking on, the testimony that like the stresses in life come and, and they'll come full force. They won't stop, truly are um, relentless. And we can talk about that forever. But the most important aspect is that the body finds a way. If you give it a way too, it'll, if you give it the way, it'll thrive. Not only will it heal, from the traumas and stresses that we experience and go through. It'll thrive and grow and respond in, in a forward way. It's gonna respect the fact that you respect it and the it being the thing that we're experiencing as the experiencers of this reality. Anyways, if that's too deep for you, carrying on. I'll read one more part of this book that I really, truly, I truly love all of it. It's so hard to try and narrow it down to um, certain practice or certain components of this book. I found the why. Okay, that's what I wanted to say. Why yoga? And in Vonda's words, she says in question, why are we doing yoga? For health reasons? Perhaps a walk in the park would be better to help someone else. There are so many ways of helping people to make money. This is surely not the best way <laughs> out of a sense of duty and discipline or for some obligation towards ourselves coming from our purit puritanical background. Question mark. No, nothing of the kind. No motivation, no aims only an agreeable appointment for the body to look forward to. We do it for the fun of it. To twist, stretch, and move around is pleasant and enjoyable. A body holiday. There is an unexpected delight in meeting earth and sky at the same moment. Gravity. There are energies in this world that structure, and she talks about it, matter, energy, the whole thing. She gets into it, and so do many others inside of this conversation, just to say, hey, like, this is enjoyable. I love doing yoga. I love living my life in alignment and in harmony and finding balance within left and right, the energies in the middle of all of that. Anyways, the last part of this book I really did want to talk about was the necessity of an empty mind. and. Um, I'll just read from Vonda's words first. To be proud of our yoga positions is bad taste. To be able to do poses successfully means nothing, nothing at all. Yoga should not become a circus. It must not be done as a refuge from life. 
Though yoga will somehow protect you, it cannot be used to protect or made to give health. It should, it should instead help us to purify the body and the mind, bringing us back to that blessed state of receptivity from which we can start to learn. A Zen story tells of Manon, a Japanese master during the Meiji area, who received a university professor. The professor came to inquire about Zen. Manon served tea. He poured his visitor's cup full and kept on pouring. The professor watched the overflow until he could no longer restrain himself. It's over full. No more will go in. Like this cup, Madden said, you are full of your own opinions and speculations. How can I show you Zen unless you first empty your cup? Suzuki Roshi told his students that it is not difficult to, at to attain enlightenment, but it is difficult to keep a beginner's mind. He told them there are many possibilities, but in the expert, there are a few. The possibilities of life truly are endless, and the reasons for any action in life are endless, and we can find many reasons to do things and justifications for those things. This one, this thing, this practice, this way of life truly speaks for itself, that it's not meant to be a show we're not meant to be impressed by how successful or how well one does yoga. And I get caught in that. I either There's a competitive nature inside of us. We still are conditioned to try and be better than everybody else. But it is not about this. It is about an individual's capacity that is a lifelong journey to show up and, and, and progress, truly. And the idea of having an empty mind isn't to say that we don't want to have other aspects of life, nor is it to say that nothing else matters. What it is to say is that there are focuses that are fundamental and key to our, our well-being. And the well-being is, is all we're looking for. We wish each other well. We want to be... We want to be able to say, I'm good, how are you? That's our response in day-to-day -day life. We say these things all the time. We ask each other how we're doing and sometimes we're not doing so well. And to speak on that briefly is, is not giving it justice because there's many reasons that we're dealing with um, uncomfortabilities and diseases inside of life. And the tools of yoga really speak to the notion that we can show up for ourselves and invite others to do the same and really find uh, the feeling of being held inside of something, something greater than our strifes itself, which seem like the, like the world is ending when we're, we're faced and we're dwelling on, uh, dwelling on all of it. So in the midst of reality, in the midst of the chaos that is actually really happening, <laughs> real reality here reality check <laughs> how can we center ourselves and why do we want to do so these are the questions my friends and yoga yoga is the answer i wanted to read one more thing out loud to you but i think i think i'll end it there i'm i'm sure that this has been educational or inspirational whatever word you might uh, fill in the blank there I hope that you have um, found my time spent here to be to your betterment and benefit. All I'm trying to do is express how this time I spend doing my practice and being inside of my 
um, space, my body, and, and cultivating that has benefited me. And if I could do anything in this world and find any purpose, it's to speak on these ideas of, of how to, how to life, yoga. All right, friends, thank you again for listening. It's been truly a pleasure to discuss this topic and we will return many times in many ways because this was just barely touching the surface. And again, the invitation is truly to start practicing. So best wishes to you all. Take care and talk to you soon. Bye.